And What's Trending is brought to you by GEICO. You've got any number of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO, go online at geico.com, or stop by the GEICO office nearest you. Let's get it. The U.S., after a 1-0 win over Iran, is moving on to the knockout stage in the World Cup. The Netherlands and Senegal also moving on. The U.S. will play the Netherlands on Saturday. And England, a 3-0 winner over Wales, is moving into the knockout stage as well. So the U.S., my, my complaint has been, and again, I understand that I'm applying ignorant soccer man sensibilities to this, but my ignorant soccer man sensibilities tell me that the U.S. has not played too... They haven't played a complete game of soccer yet. They come out, they look pretty good in the first half, and then it's hold on for dear life in the second half. Now it paid off, okay? 1-1 against Wales, 0-0 against England, 1-0 against Iran, and they're moving on, right? Is this going to be good enough to move to move on beyond group stage? No, yeah. it's not. But, you know, sometimes the template that they have is to play this low-scoring 1-0. They've only scored two goals in, in three games, yeah. right? So they want to beat you 1-0. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with you today. They were the better team than Iran. They controlled the game in the first half. But then, you know, the way soccer is, Joe, there is something to the strategy of basically playing keep away. You you do have to have a skill, though. Netherlands did this today against Qatar. Mm-hmm. They they just basically they scored the goals they needed to score and then just Shut played down. keep away the rest yeah. of the game, which is kind yeah. of annoying for people who are betting on the over. But <laughs> it is what it is when it comes to soccer, okay? <laughs> But that's kind of what soccer strategy is. Uh-huh. There are. This is not the BCS. This is actually the kind of the beauty of soccer is there is no opinion poll. There's no nonsense. It's mm. you win and you advance. That's mm. it. That's all there is to it. Are you saying that uh, the U.S. doesn't have enough style points to make it in the playoffs? Yeah, game control, body clocks, you know. I was going to say. All those good things. Not yeah. enough quad ones. Not enough US. quality losses, too, but, right? But they beat Auburn. Wait, no. We wrong, beat Auburn, yes. Sorry, wrong wrong sport again. Let's say I'm, I'm mishmashing all these things together. But, but when you described how the U.S. wants to win, I'm like, so why didn't they just hire John Fox? Because that's essentially what they're doing. We're going to win by punting. Sweet. Kirk Ferentz is, is impressed by the way the U.S. is winning these soccer games. Yes, Kirk very Ferentz much like, so. Hell yes! Very much so. All the putts. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Raleigh voters wrote in 1,262 different names for mayor. You were not in the write-in categories. Ah. I was not in the write-in categories. Dennis, I regret, I, I hate to inform you that you also did not make it in here. <sighs> Thanks, However, mom. your mom was submitted. Like, literally, <laughs> your mom. Who do you want to be your mayor? Your mom. Respect. I got nothing but respect for that. I'm actually kind of up, I'm kind of disappointed that I did not think about that. Uh, if my kids could vote, they probably would have put in D's. That 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 would have been their write-in choice. So, apparently, Republican mortgage broker Paul Fitz, who had run for mayor in the past, um, and various other uh, positions, was the most popular write-in candidate. Who he received two thousand one hundred ninety-one votes. But it was all the other ones that were amusing. Apparently, former President Donald Trump was a write-in for mayor. Mickey Mouse was a write-in for mayor. And then we get into my personal favorite. Which one of these sports guys would you like to be to see as mayor of Raleigh? 
Cam Newton, he's not doing anything right now. Roy Williams, isn't he already the mayor of Raleigh? Chapel Hill. No, no, no. He's the mayor of uh, Raleigh. Well, he owns Raleigh. He owns, yeah, this is a fair point. Shaq? Apparently, there were different spellings for Rod Brindamore. Oh, no. <laughs> but Rod Brindamore, the Carolina Hurricanes head coach, did get votes, just that nobody could spell his name. Who was that? Was it was it Elian Eftimov? It was either Angan Atzer or Elian Eftimov. I think it was Shush. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is former NC State basketball player who they had to like retroactively put him on an all ACC team. It was an all ACC rookie team because some of the votes his name was misspelled. <laughs> yeah. How many him, votes for Harambe? Just call him Shush. R.I.P. Harambe. Never forget. Next up. The ACC Big Ten Challenge continues tonight after a huge night last night for the ACC, Joe. Mm. Get hype. Pitt beat Northwestern. Virginia Tech beat Minnesota. It's probably the last time the ACC will have the lead in this event. ACC stinks in basketball this year. We got Merle in Louisville tonight. Penn State Clemp. I know you can't wait to see the orange-on-orange crime of Syracuse and Illinois. Georgia Tech, Iowa. Virginia, Michigan might be the only I ACC win. Say, that's the one I'll watch. And Wake has to go to Wisconsin. I'll check out Wake. Let's cause... see. The ACC is actually favored in a grand total of two of those. Clemp at home in a coin toss with Penn State and then Virginia on the road. And that's there's no walk for Virginia there, obviously. It is early in the season. We're still in November, and I will repeat this mantra. I do not have the mental bandwidth to fret about college basketball in the month of November. Way too much time left. However, things can be... You could start to see how things will be set at a baseline yeah. for the ACC. The die is set, sir. Yes. <laughs> and right now, the highest Ken Palm-rated team in the ACC is Virginia at fifth. The next highest team is Duke. Yeah. What's 20. the number? Yeah, Virginia is not the problem. The problem is going to be who's going to beat Virginia in the league. Because you know Carolina and Duke get a little bit loose during the year. They do. Right? They do. Tony B does not get loose ever. Like, it's we will score 12 points and beat you. I don't care. <laughs> we were talking about the U.S. Men's National team yes. and how they're going to do it. Tony Tony's like, going, yes. Absolutely. one nothing. Sco- yes. Score and turtle. Dean Smith is like, <laughs> yes. Play keep away. That's how I did it. If you're looking at where the ACC stands overall in Ken Palm early on, which, again, is a a predictive measurement, they've dropped to sixth overall uh, with the Big 12 Conference number one, Big 10, two, SEC, three. Then it's followed by the Big East and the Pac-12. So, yeah, the ACC, according to Ken Palm's predictive measures, is behind the Pac-12 right now. Remember last year, Duke was still able to win games outside the league. Yes. And they won those early games. So then it mattered when you beat Duke. If Carolina and Virginia and Duke can't win games, now Virginia's done their part. I don't want to lump them in. But if you if those teams can't win games, when you beat them and you're an ACC bubble team, you don't get credit for it. We saw this last year with Wake Forest. Next up. Number two. Carolina Hurricanes back in action tonight. You can catch them on 99 Now the Fan. Adam Gold will have Stormwatch followed by the Aftermath. And, of course, stick around for the Canes Corner podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Again, the Penguins, the opponent tonight. This is game number 23 for the Carolina Hurricanes. And the Canes are coming off a... They are coming off a a win against Calgary, which was a little adventurous, but they got the win. That's all that matters. It snapped a two-week span in which they had 
gotten points, but played, they hadn't won. played the same game over and over and over and over. Pretty much. They finally snapped out of it and avoided it. Now, no, no lich. <laughs> they're going other to, than the Arizona debacle. They're going to be on the road now for the next six games, mm. um, which I don't get too wrapped up in these road trips. Actually, been, they actually did okay on the West Coast road trip. Yeah, uh, to start the season during the NC State I'm Fair. They're going back out west here. Yeah, a little Canes after dark for Dennis Cox coming up next Saturday. Oh boy, don't remind me. Very exciting. Wait, I actually I don't have to do that. I'll be at the ACC championship. Oh, oh look at you! Hey, avoiding a little Canes after dark. Uh, I am, speaking of not having spent much time fretting about certain things, I'm also not doing that with the Carolina Hurricanes right now. I know that there was a lot of tight butts over the last couple of weeks when they were just going to overtime and losing. And everybody was super excited about what they saw. I'm not saying the Carolina Hurricanes don't have things to work out, but something to keep an eye on. They're not completely healthy right now. Uh, Not having Tara Vinen matters, all right? We talked about this at the beginning of the season with Max Pacioretty. That's going to be viewed as one of those trade deadline deals that's not a trade deadline deal, right? Like we're bringing somebody on that's going to help us get rid of where they need to go, and that should theoretically happen in February. So, again, not to say that the Carolina Hurricanes don't have some issues to work through. Oh, by the way, I haven't even mentioned Freddie Anderson uh, being hurt, and they've been going through Peter Kochekov and Antti Ranta. I'd rather them do this now. Yeah. Then later. Listen, the, the Canes peaked in October last year. Were you happy when the Canes peaked in October? No. No. So let them, let them warm it up a little bit. Let them get a, let the juices flowing. So bring it back to Duke and Carolina. Play a little loose. And they'll figure it out. Yeah. Right? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. The ACC championship game is on Saturday. North Carolina going for their first title conference title in football since 1980 Clemson just more of the same for them why those vibes might actually work to Carolina's favor plus the all ACC teams were announced and there was one curious decision that we'll get into next so we got the ACC championship game coming up on Saturday Carolina and Clemson Carolina going for that first conference title in football since 1980. Clemson just more of the same. And why those vibes might actually work to North Carolina's favor. But news of the day is that the all-ACC teams were announced at 4.30 on the ACC network. And before I say what I'm about to say, I preface every single one of my preseason and postseason award announcements by not by telling you I don't get too wrapped up in them because it's really difficult to watch all the teams all the time and get a basis on who really was the second team guard, right? Who was the third team guard? But you can look to some things and wonder, well, what were people thinking, right? So there are ones that are obvious. You get one guess, Julio. As to who was the all-ACC first-team quarterback. I mean, let's hope it was unanimous, Drake Man. I don't even think it was unanimous. That, that's how wonky the voting can get, though. Yeah, so That's what I'm trying to say to you. Drake May is, yeah, Drake May is the all-ACC first-team quarterback. But he wasn't unanimous. Which is interesting. <laughs> interesting, to say the least. Now, that's to say that there aren't arguments for people like or the uh, on second-team. You no. ended up getting Travis. Uh, no. You got Jordan Travis. <laughs> no, there's no argument for putting anyone over Drake May. First-team quarterback. And then Sam Hartman was third-team. Riley Leonard ended up being yeah. uh honorable mention at quarterback. I'm with you, though. 
but we know how Florida State people are going to be like, oh, look at what the circumstances and everything else. Same with Chris Dunn at kicker. Like, huh? Will Shipley at running back. That's an obvious one, right? Clemson running back? Yeah. That's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. So I, again. And he wasn't, actually. He was all purpose. What, Will Shipley? Oh, they, they put him on there twice. They put him on there twice. They put him on there twice. Josh yeah, Downs yeah. was second team all purpose. Yeah, that's yeah, stupid. But Josh Downs was first team wide receiver. That's another obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. So if I say Drake Thomas, NC State linebacker, what do you think? That's an obvious first team guy, right? Dude was like on every play, <laughs> right? I think historically he ranks in the top ten of various ACC defensive measurements now, you know, based on his overall career. But he had an, he had a great year. This year, great moments too. So if I say Drake Thomas, NC State linebacker, you're thinking, yeah, the guy was clearly first team, right? Wrong. He was actually on the second team. Again, to Julio's point, there are some wonky voting. There's some wonky voting that takes place that obvious things like Drake May first team all quarterback, uh, first first team all ACC at quarterback should be obvious, but it wasn't. But I gotta wonder, what were people watching when they watched Drake Drake Thomas play? The other Drake. What am I missing here? So this is a panel vote, yeah. right? Yeah, the coach the coach gets a vote. The the team's radio person gets a vote. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably one and the same vote, let's be perfectly honest yeah. here, right? Yeah. And then there's a panel of one person chosen who's a writer from each not from the school but who covers the school. And then there's a national panel, but mostly ESPN people, yeah. right? Or an athletic person from the athletic, I should say. So it, it's not like one of these old school, oh my god, everybody in the state of North Carolina made first team because all of the voters are in the state of North Carolina and Virginia, mm-hmm. right? That, that's the old the old way that in, the vote in, used to go. In basketball, that has been... In particular. Basketball right? in particular, that has been the way... So there's a panel, been. and you don't know, like, if you didn't see Drake Thomas play this year, like your Pitt or your whoever in the Coastal, and you said Cedric Gray led the uh, ACC in tackles. I don't have any problem with voting for the guy who led the ACC in tackles from, no. from North Carolina and their defense, and that was North... You, NC State's defense was basically represented by Aiden White, their cover corner, who had an outstanding season. But, you know, sometimes the vote goes the way you don't want it to go. And Pitt, like the surprising Pitt representation, I think, is probably more where I look at it and say, well, now, wait a second, what happened here? But don't ever underestimate the petty. What did I just say to you? Without knowing, mm-hmm. what did I just say to you, though? What... Fine, they they don't like me. I'll say it anyway. Okay, I'll just I'll just give you an example, right. and without without knowing. Sure. All right. Of without course. knowing. Of course. Of if course. you're if you're Mac Brown, mm-hmm. right, and you're the radio and you're Jones Angel, are you and you're filling out your ballot? Cedric Gray leads the ACC in tackles. Yeah. You're gonna put him first team All ACC, and of you course. should. You have two other linebacker spots. Mm. Are you gonna put the Pitt linebacker, or are you gonna put Drake Thomas from NC State? Look. You're not, probably going to put the pit linebacker. Not Jones. Maybe jo- not Jones. Jones. Uh, do it the other way then. You're Dave Doran and you're, yeah. and you're Gary Hahn. Yeah. You're like, who are you going to put? Right? You're going to put Aiden White. <laughs> I'm going to stick up for my guy. Right? We love Jones. You're going to put, you're going to put Aiden White, but are you going to vote for Storm Duck? You're not going to. Probably not. Because you know how the vote goes, mm-hmm. because you know you, you are trying to protect your guy. Okay. Makes sense. That, I, that part I get. The okay. Protecting your guy part. Yeah. The protecting your guy part. I don't know. You you just have to be overwhelmingly great. No. You you do have to be Josh Downs. I'll, you do I'll, have to be Drake May. I'll text Jones Angel right now and be like, "Show me your ballot." Who, who Jones. got mad at me? Well, it was West Durham in all those years where he's like, "No, no, no, I voted different than Paul." And I'm like, "It's okay." Like I, I'm not accusing you of like doing something nefarious. Sure. Like 
you're you're literally paid by the school, so it's not that big of a deal. Speaking of Mac Brown, uh, he had his radio show, some media availability ahead of the ACC championship game, and you see what Clemson has, you see what Carolina has. Carolina's whole entire mo has been youth, youth, youth. Uh, it was a big question why North Carolina wasn't a surefire coastal division champ pick back in july when everybody was deciding this and people still fall in love with miami and everything else and you and i talked about it in the offseason too you're banking on drake may giving you what sam howell had done last year or better and he did and that's why they're here and they also had other skill position players step up along with josh downs so mac brown and the youth movement and stacking recruiting classes on top of recruiting classes has paid off for this coastal division championship but he still looks across the way at Clemson and says, whoa, 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 now. They're much older than us, and this is going to be a key difference on Saturday. We're playing teams that have COVID players, and they got 38 fifth and sixth and seven-year players and 31, and we don't. Most of ours are coming back. So everybody's talking bad about us. Better hang on. They're going to be trying to get seats next year. <laughs> I don't know who's talking bad about North Carolina right now. I mean, they certainly did not end the season. Uh, in a positive way, losing to Georgia Tech, who, by the way, according to reports, the interim coach who went 4-4 four and four as the interim coach, what, Brett Key, yep. is going to get the job. I guess, uh, what, Willie Fritz at Tulane, who was being targeted as the next guy. Pulled a um, Bobby Kermitz. He is going to stay <laughs> at Tulane, it appears. So it looks like Georgia Tech's got their coach. He was the interim guy. Again, he did a good job. Did an amazing job, given all the circumstances. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I went Sydney Lowe there on you. Uh Back to Mac Brown. Like I don't know who's necessarily talking bad about UNC. I think the criticism about UNC this season has been fair, but they've been o- able to overcome that. The defense has actually improved. That was one of the biggest question marks about North Carolina this season. Could the defense give them enough opportunities for the offense to go out there and win them games? And for the most part, that has been the case. It's The issue for Carolina going into the championship game is about the offense. Can Drake May get back to where he was? A few weeks ago, it is Josh Downs healthy? How I mean, that, healthy? That's is the biggest Josh thing Downs. that I look at. So that that's something, and that's he talked about roster management over the next month on the radio show. Roster management's a nightmare right now. Co- coaches like to have control. You like to be organized. You like to know what's going on. And right now, we got no clue. So we're yeah. you on Sunday. We will sit and talk to all of our players, and they're in finals. And then on Monday, we'll talk to our players. And anybody on our team that wants to go to the transfer portal, it takes five minutes. So how many are going to go? Will there be five? Will there be 10? Will there be 15? Will there be some starter that somebody's been tampered with and called and already offered them money to leave? Ah, there's the tamper word. There's the tamper word. So I have a feeling, I don't know this for sure, but, you know, you can kind of, you do this long enough, you can kind of get an idea of how coaches will respond to other coaches based on what they've said through the media. So if we go back to Friday, we've got that, uh, we got that anecdote that was provided to us by Dave Pash, who was doing play-by-play for the Carolina NC State game. And he relayed how Dave Doran, NC State head coach, was talking about how, I don't like Carolina. Like, we hate these guys. And they negatively recruit against us, et cetera, et cetera. We're the blue-collar school. They're elitist. Stuff that I find eye-rolling, but if that's what it takes to motivate your team, if that's the identity you want to take, if that's what gives you the mental edge, go for it. It's clearly worked in NC State's favor the last couple of years. I think these are unrelated, though. I don't know, though. I don't yeah. know, though, because you got to remember there's the whole, like, oh, they're negative recruiting against us, which gets us to the radio show on Monday night and Mac Brown talking about he brought up tampering. Yeah. But State wouldn't tamper with Carolina's roster. 
it would more be like SEC, Georgia. You gotta remember, all of those guys who Carolina signed, those four and five star guys, yeah. were all recruited by Georgia, Alabama, all of the big dogs. Yes. So those would be the ones more inclined to come in here and say, hey, We'd like for you, now that you've been seasoned up a little bit, exactly. we'd like for you to come finish your career and play for a national championship with us. So I understand and I agree with you, but I do feel like this is a little bit of, you want to know what I'm dealing with? Yeah. Let me tell you what I'm dealing with. And, and, well, okay? he's, he's the perfect example, though, because, again, you have these high, highly rated players. Here's Mac Brown on tampering, what he's dealing with right now. It's just uh, a little bit crazy in recruiting, a lot crazier um, in, in the transfer portal. What I hate the most is people tampering and buying people off your team. Mm-hmm. That that seems very unfair to me. Is there any way to police that or slow that down in your mind? No. There's really not because it's third parties. It's a high school coach. It's a friend. Now you got an agent. So the agent can be calling around shopping you. Yeah. And, and that's not third party. He just he, He's an agent. So that's Mac Brown, head coach, North Carolina, talking to Jones Angel on the Mac Brown Coaches Show. And I'm, I'm only bringing that up, again, to illustrate – Every program's got to deal with these types of things oh. behind the scenes. This offseason, we saw it in basketball, but I think people just kind of chalk up basketball to, oh, everything changes in basketball now. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it as much, hasn't been as prevalent in football, but USC is going to change that conversation in football too. Once people sit down and watch that Pac-12 championship or watch USC in the, in the college football playoff, they're going to go, wait a second. I th- I thought he played for Pitt. Wait a second. I thought that was Oklahoma. Nope. Nope. Wait a second. I thought that was a, a an Oregon running back. Well, they were, yeah. but now they're all on one team. You weren't here last week. It was Tuesday of last week when former Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule popped up on Good Morning Football. That's right. On the NFL Network. And Dennis can can back me up on this. Yeah, I can. I I like physically got mad of just his presence on a television. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's I, as I admitted on the air, and actually, it's funny. My fourteen year old called me out on that. He's like, "You really got unhinged." He called me unhinged Whoa. in talking about Matt Rule and how he makes me irrationally upset. Okay. I don't know the man. I don't pretend to know the man, but I see him on my screen. And I just get mad. It happened again. It happened again. It happened because this morning I opened up the Twitter app and somebody had retweeted the Matt Rule Nebraska introductory video. And it was dramatic, folks. Like, I, I the best way you think Marvel Cinematic Universe movie trailers can get over dramatic at times? Mm hmm. Like, I think it was the, I want to say it was the Endgame trailer that was, like, everybody was down, you know, like there's swelling music. Well, that's how this was, like super swelling music and Matt Rule's talking about how I'm bringing this back and yeah, you know, whatever. Dennis does his Matt Rule. Actually, you, you I don't even think it's an impression. It's like it's in your soul. It kind of is. I mean, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. So I watched this thing and I actually did not get mad. You know why I didn't get mad? Because I saw Matt Rule's video, the sizzle reel of his return to college football and, and this thing with Nebraska, and I thought to myself, yep, this guy is where he belongs. He is born to be a college coach, and I don't mean that in a negative way. This is important. There's good money to be made as a college coach. Heck, it offsets the guaranteed money he was making in the NFL, and David Tepper's very, very happy. And the way he speaks will absolutely crazy 
crush it with high school recruits and college players and what he's trying to sell and with boosters and everything else. All the stuff that in the NFL, adults will look at you going, shut up. And that's why I got mad. Because he's like, dude, we're talking adult football here, man. Not the pie. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Do we have some of Matt Rule at Nebraska? Yeah, a little bit. All right, here's Matt Rule introductory press conference stuff. In terms of timelines, um, you know, I learned at the last place, you know, uh, to be the, careful. The last to, to, place. You know, I probably didn't want to give a timeline. I, I, I want to win tomorrow. <laughs> I want to win right away. Um, you know, if, 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 if expectations sometimes run real, people get frustrated. I just know this. Um, we're going we're gonna to work our tail off starting, you know, starting today. And um, uh, we'll do it as fast as we can. The last place. <laughs> you didn't want to give the Jays equal? <laughs> Is that what that was? He has eight years now. That's true. That's true. That's right. A little extra time. It'll work. I, I I see Matt Rule and I smile because just as I was with Urban Meyer the year before, mm-hmm. I was dead right about <laughs> Matt Rule from the absolute jump <laughs> from the from like the instant he was hired. Yeah, it's fairly rare that you have a grand slam walk off home run like that in your career. Mm-hmm. So when I see Urban Meyer. And when I see Matt Rule, I think to myself, yeah, yeah, you know what, Joe? You do know what you're talking about. Good work, Julio. Well done. I watched the the Fox presentation. You know, the thing about being home on Saturdays is you can actually see these other games. You can. Yeah. And, I, and I I swear to you, I'm not. this is not me speaking ill of the ACC network, but there's a difference, obviously, between the ACC network and, like, the Fox presentation. Oh, sure, yeah. The big, whatever they call it, Saturday, whatever, the big kickoff, it's, the big noon or something. I, I would say the same to us. Like, if you're watching us on WRL Sports Plus or you watch some of our clips on YouTube and you can hit the subscribe button, like, our budget for how we do television sure. is vastly different, different than the ACC network. But I'm watching Fox on Saturday. I'm watching that Ohio State-Michigan game, and I'm going, wow, this just blows anything that I see from the ACC, even on ABC, by the way, sure, out of the water. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is just really better than anything they do. And then all of a sudden, the halftime panel came on, because I, I don't really watch pregame stuff. And here comes the halftime panel of Urban Meyer... <laughs> Some former Notre Dame quarterback, maybe Brady Quinn. Yeah. And then another former USC quarterback and Reggie Bush. And I'm going, okay, well, they fumbled the bag here because, I mean, I could probably live with these other jabronis, but I can't live with Urban Meyer telling me about anything at this point. uh, Yes. Like, how anyone thinks that Urban Meyer has credibility about any topic at this point? There is one. Well. There is one. Yes. When have you lost a room? That's when he knows. Yeah, like if you like you know how there's like Mike Pereira or Dean Blandino, yeah. the rule specialist. specialist. Yeah, I believe now with Urban <laughs> Meyer on Fox, he can just go. All right, let's go to Urban Meyer, who can tell us has this coach lost it? Cliff Kingsbury is reeling. Can, <laughs> who? What specialist can we bring in who would know oh, well. the exact moment when his players tuned him out? Let's go to let's our go specialist, Meyer. Urban Meyer. Yes. 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 He absolutely would be that guy. He would be the specialist. Time to get your holiday Knights of Lights tickets. It's back for a third year, and tickets are on sale right now. They got new and improved light routes. They got a cool outpost. You can take your selfies and all that kind of fun stuff. Get that Christmas cheer. It's the WRL Knights of Lights. Go to WRLKnightsOfLights.com to buy your tickets today. So a question for Dennis Cox, who's the producer of this program, uh, who has – positioned himself as the senior Matt Rule correspondent. Mm-hmm. Has Lincoln, Nebraska discovered you yet? 
I don't think they have. Oh. I think some have. Okay. But not yet. Okay. Because I know Panthers Twitter figured you out. Oh, they found me. They but, found me. But has Cornhusker Twitter found you? Oh, they will. Okay. Is they gonna, will. You're going to stick with it? I might. <laughs> I might. Going to try to blow up in Nebraska? Yeah, that would actually be kind of, I actually thought about maybe going to Lincoln. Actually, here's something I consider doing. I told I told Travis Hancock this. Uh, Travis Hancock, WFNZ in Charlotte. Yeah. I told him this. I think I should just call one of the Lincoln sports talk shows you as should. that rule. You sh- you absolutely should. I think I should do that. See what happens. Yeah. Call We should record it. Absolutely. We can play it tomorrow. There was a guy, this is a true story, there was a guy who would call up radio stations as Bobby Bowden. Oh, really? Former Florida State head coach. Nice. He was so freaking good as Bobby Bowden. He duped stations. Now, we had him on as a joke one time back in the day. But, yeah, actually, yeah, Dennis, you know what? Call, <laughs> I don't know who the sports talk station out in, out in Lincoln, Nebraska is. I can find it. I don't know, I don't know if it's like, you know, 99.9 The Corn. But yes, you should absolutely prank him. See what happens. That'd be great. Just make sure you end it with Baba Booey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you uh, end it. No, you, you, you end it with uh, check out ninety nine nine the fan on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and then hang up. They just hang up. And we'll I, see I, I just want to know, you guys, are you all one of us? The way of the corn, <laughs> the way of the husker, the children of the corn. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. I might do that do tomorrow. It. Call them. What's the worst that can happen? They hang up. But you know what though? Give him like a give him let him do his media rounds. Yeah. So yeah. that people can like get the cadence, get the voice. Mm-hmm. And then you give him this like after signing day, that's when you call in or call in on signing day. Be like, yeah. all right, we got this great class and uh <laughs> Yeah, we really <laughs> need Actually we should do my favorite signing day thing is you tell him, man, I don't know about this class, guys. <laughs> like no coach ever does that. Just like, you know, look, man, I'll be we'll be lucky we'll, if we'll be lucky if 25 percent of this class stays for senior we day. sign for need <laughs> <laughs> that is yes not yeah. quality just need need absolutely